0: ego of crane and company we've had jake crane yeah we've had david cone that's for last baby That off air save the best the
2: mm-hmm. last blaine crane blaine what's going on man it's great what that. is up dude appreciate you having me on bro i'm, I'm, I'm glad to be on i've been excited about it we kind of been running back and forth you know schedules are crazy dude but hey keep up all the good work man you're balling right now
0: dude i, I appreciate it you guys are doing the same i, I want to start what we were just talking about off air because we're going to go ahead and Mm-hmm. These kids out there, especially watching, we're going to basically just yeah. their days. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter Pan's actually a bad guy. Goldie yeah. Fox is a criminal. You mm-hmm. guys dropped a segment on this.
2: Please expand for those who are tuning in and have no idea what I'm talking about. Absolutely. I, I would love to. This is right up my alley. We're going to start with the Peter Pan situation here. Okay. And if you really think about it, Peter Pan goes into little boys, girls, bedrooms late at night. All right. And basically kidnaps them. All right. And takes them to a fairyland. All right. And then you think of the bad guy in the story. Who would that be? That would be Captain Hook. But really, Captain Hook is the good guy. And I'll tell you why. Captain Hook was a kid that Peter Pan stole right out of his bedroom when he was a kid. And so now he tries to stop Peter Pan from taking kids. So one Peter Pan should be at least five to 10 in a max security prison somewhere. And the hands on grail story. I mean, look, i I, I went to the Cumberland Law today on the show. It was section page 824, section 13-period four. All right. If you open a door walking to a premises, the door has does not have to be locked. And if you walk into that pre- premises, look, that is breaking and entering. She did it. Not only did she do that, but she ate out of three people's bowls. The disrespect. Who is her father? Because I have some questions.
0: So why did uh, why did Captain Hook grow old in Neverland, though?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because he's fighting against the power. That's what I think it is. <laughs> you know, he's not eating all that fake food. All right, he's pissed off all the time. Doesn't look like he's hitting a bunch of his bets, which he can get help out with Crane & Company. Not me this month. You can fade me. I'm down 15 units. But you find the other Crane in that seven-foot tree, David Cohn, they'll do you right. Well, what's killing you, college basketball? Killing me, dude. It's impossible to bet.
0: Dude, I, I, uh, you know, I actually went one and one last, and I'm starting to get back into a little bit of sports gambling. It's funny, I've given picks for, I've given picks for so long, yeah. I sort of got away from actually placing wagers on them. Got back into mm-hmm. it last night. I went one and one. There you go. I thought the Hogs at home. You know, it's been really tough to win on the road in the SEC. Thought tough. the Hogs at yeah. home cover eight and a half and still lose. Mm-hmm. They got killed. But I took Auburn. Your Auburn Tigers on 11-and-a-half. Even as a guy who you know I followed South Carolina closely, I'm a South Carolina guy, mm-hmm. admittedly. I was like, Neville. Neville's different. Auburn's Duff, different than Neville, man. And that, that was an insane performance. I mean, I, someone
2: threw up a stat the other day in the show. I think Auburn's like 40 and three, you know, over the last couple of years at home. Uh, losing Kentucky, I think you uh, lost Kentucky twice. But the thing about South Carolina and what they're doing right now you know, with their coach one, you got to hold on to this coach, I believe. And two, you're so you're playing so above your skill level, in my opinion. I think that was a bad matchup. Walking into that Auburn game, I don't think. I mean, Styles make fights, obviously, and it's tough to beat Auburn in a home. But what y'all are doing, man? What are you? What are y'all now? Twenty six and four. So you're, you're you're in that range for sure. Playing above your weight, I think South Carolina is going to be a dangerous team, especially when it comes to tournament time.
0: Speaking of that, Blaine, you know, a lot of chatter last night with Auburn fans, South Carolina fans. We talked to our good buddy Chris Marler all the time about Alabama fans on social media. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, who has the most toxic fan base on social media?
2: God, that's a good question.
0: You know, and I'll say this. It's so easy to say the one that you're, like, most in the weeds with or closest to mm-hmm. because you see all the madness. But I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if there was one – that has given you hell over the years, or you notice even like the Crane and Company social media, or maybe like the Booster oh. Club, or you well, any
2: a fan base that's just like yeah. constantly just ragging you guys. Well, any Alabama fans, <laughs> the thing about it, like me and Jake are from Auburn, all right. So if we have any Alabama take it, when we look at most stuff, guys, it's it's from an analyst standpoint, you know, we don't bring our emotions to it. But it doesn't matter what you say, doesn't matter what you do. All right. Alabama fans, if you're from Auburn, they will find a way. I think it's a little bit different and aggregate when you, when you say all schools, because I think Auburn Twitter for basketball, it's the most toxic thing I've ever seen in my life, in my life. And I enjoy every second of it. George is up there. And the, if there's one side you don't want to get on the wrong side of, that's LSU Twitter. All right. If you get on the wrong side of it, and I've tried to stay on their side as long as possible, as long as I can. If you get on the wrong side of those guys, and it's not like they're they're mean, right? It's different. You're an idiot, your show sucks, blah, 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 blah that. But they say stuff that cuts deep. You know, that you have to go go in the bathroom for 30 minutes and look at yourself. Yeah, it's one of those situations. So in aggregate, I would probably say Auburn.
0: Those LSU folks that put a voodoo curse on you. If Dude, you're not built ever.
2: different. It's <laughs> different down there.
0: Built different. Um, Blaine, we just got some details this morning about the NCAA football video game. Your level of excitement for it. I got to imagine the content. I know for me personally, but from so many, the content that's going to come from that is going to be insanity. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to from the new game Outside of just the fact that we're getting a new game, is there one feature, one thing in particular, you just cannot wait to do when you play the game?
2: It's, it's probably road to glory. Look, and I am a huge online dynasty guy. It's, it's Look, I love recruiting. I love the grind, the process. You know, I love it. But there's something about making that, that road to glory player. You know, there's something about being a safety, all right? You can be running back. You can be quarterback. But go make a corner. All right, go go go! make a slot receiver. All right, that's one of my favorite things to do. When the online dice, the only thing I'm worried about is just don't mess it up. Please don't mess it up. Don't make it like Madden. Madden is garbage, trash. I quit buying the game three years ago because they just remake the same game, and it's terrible. Just it's it's so hard to mess up. Elon Musk is laying this stuff backwards on Mars. All right, can we please, please just make a good college football game. I'm glad it's coming out. I can't wait. The online dynasty I'm going to make is going to be absolute pressure, absolute pressure. So probably road to glory. Those I'm most excited about. Was there a
0: team that when you were younger playing the game, you're obviously an Auburn guy, but was there mm-hmm. a team you loved to play with, or maybe were you one of those guys that you'd start a dynasty with like Toledo or, yes. or like off
2: the wall and take them all the way to the top? Was that, was that you? Old dominion, <laughs> old, and I'm telling you, I 30 years. Out of the 30 years invested in that dynasty, oh, just right. absolutely brought the prestige all the way up to five stars. We're getting that we're out recruiting Bama. And that's, look, I'd rather, I'd rather do that. Out, out it's,
0: recruiting it's, Bama with like a
2: 14,000 seat stadium or whatever. Yeah, there, there's like 13 people that come sit in our stadium. Like NIL money, there's, yeah, no such thing. We have to beg you to even come here. But there's something about, dude, there's something about getting that small program, right? Getting that small program and just building it up and building up, I don't, I, you know, there's nothing. who just wants to go get Oregon. You know, nobody wants to do that. Real college football fans, the, the the ones who love it, you go you go get that Toledo. You go get that Akron. It's going to take three to four. All right, you better put it on Heisman. All right, we're, we're not fakes around here. All right, you better play every play. I'm making, well, let me ask you this. Are you one of the guys who makes a creative player on the roster, just one, all right, on that team, or you just play roster how it is? I just play
0: roster how it is. I'm more so I'll edit the roster to, like, real life if I needed to do that. Oh, yeah, the update for sure. So I will say, though, when I was younger, when I was, like, in, you know, middle school, high school, whatever, I would do that. Me and my buddies, I would put Mm -hmm. me and all my friends in the game positions. And so it's like – me at quarterback throwing my buddy out, you know, it was on the baseball team with me to at wide receiver. And yeah, it's not we, supposed that to be done. Was always a blast. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's always. how I did it with my brother. It's like every time we play, obviously, it was me and my brother. All right. So he played, he played defense and I played offense. I'm kind of the offensive genius, but a lot clutcher than Kyle Shanahan. So that's what we did. We'd make ourselves and put us each on the side of the ball. But look, after three years, they're gone. You're not bringing them back. Yeah. All right. And they could leave early too. Looking at the
0: 2024 season, Blaine, you know we we had a lot of parity in 2023, which was awesome. Twelve team playoff era begins. Is it fair to say though that Georgia is going to return as the team to beat? Where it's like everybody is kind of mm-hmm. looking up at Georgia. Do you expect a ton of parity at the top? Do you think it's going to be chaos and madness on a weekly basis because of the portal, or is Georgia, especially with Nick Saban retiring, is Georgia ready to take over the mantle as the team to beat in college football?
2: I, th- I think so, but the only thing I think, uh, think different is this. I think what Ohio State is bringing in the portal right now is next level. I mean, you just bring over Chip Kelly to be your offensive coordinator. You bring in Will Howard. You bring in the running back from Ole Miss. The pieces that they're building, and they brought a lot back from that defense too. And that defense was extremely, extremely good last year. are looking. I know Georgia reloads and the athletes they have running around there. It's like Mordor from Lord of the Rings. I get it. You bring back Carson Beck. But you do lose Brock Bowers, right? You do lose Lad McConkey. You do lose uh, uh, Jack Sane at receiver. So you lost some key pieces up front. Georgia will always be Georgia. I'm not in the business of counting Alabama out yet. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm one of those. I have to see it to believe it. They have to lose some football games for them out here. Well, Alabama's done. Nick Saban's this. Ryan Grubb took this job is still Alabama in my book until I see something different. So if it's me right there, the two front runners, I'd put Georgia and Ohio State close, close. You would almost think Ryan Day is
0: feeling the pressure with the moves he's making. Cause I mean they they aren't just making your typical mm-hmm. offseason moves. Like you mentioned the portal, but that Chip Kelly move, man, that that one that one was built different. That that yeah. that one truly was built different. Um, like you mentioned, Blaine, when you and Jake and Dave and the rest of the crew when you guys give analysis, it's, you remove all the fandom, you remove the motion. That's why you're mm-hmm. one of the best in business, what you do. So when I ask you about Alabama and Auburn, I know that you're going to shoot me straight. You say you're, you got to see it to believe it with Bama, but what are your honest feelings about Caitlin DeBoer? And then this OC thing where Grubb goes to Seattle, he promotes mm-hmm. Nick Sheberton. And I know, I know Dave Cohn's really excited mm-hmm. about that. That was his roommate, but I looked at that. Thought it was a little underwhelming. I got to be honest with you. I, I was kind of surprised they didn't do a more thorough search. I, I know it's not all about getting a name, but, like, you know, your defensive coordinator comes from South Alabama and Nick Sheridan comes from uh, Indiana. I mean, there's just – I guess it's kind of like Kalen Abor where there's no guarantees and it's a roll of yeah. the dice. So, like, what are your overall thoughts on DeBore and the moves early on in his tenure in Tuscaloosa?
2: Well, I think – First, I don't think when it comes to the head coaching hire, I don't think Bama was going to make a bad hire there with the, with the contestants that they were going through, the guys they're were interviewing. We're so used to Alabama getting exactly who they want, what they want, when they want, no blemishes. Nick Saban, this. If Nick Saban wants a guy, he's coming. I do. Um, Nick Sheridan has plenty of time to prove himself, and he's going to have to prove himself. But what a great situation to walk into a guy with Jalen Milrow as your quarterback, who was a Heisman finalist, who got better throughout the season. I think he's going to have a hell of a season coming up. I still think that Alabama, with the athletes they have and the talent they have and the tradition that Alabama has, what's a failure? That's the big thing when it comes to Alabama. What do you consider a failure? Is 9-3 is and three a failure? In Alabama fans' eyes, yes. If you lose more than two games, buddy, it's a failure. So, Caleb DeBoer knew what he was walking into the situation. I do think Alabama will be fine. I don't think they're going to be on the same standard what they were with Nick Saban. That's impossible to do, in my opinion. But I do think Bama will go out and win games. They still have athletes. They'll still recruit. I thought the Ryan Grubb with the 30-day thing was shady. But I don't think Ryan Grubb walked into that, you knowing like, you know, I'm going to try to screw Bama in this situation. You know, you mentioned the Ryan Grubb thing. I I think Mm -hmm. about, I can't help
0: but think about South Carolina. And and it wasn't, I don't know, it made national headlines or SEC headlines, but you mentioned Mm -hmm. that. And then Chip Kelly just left, you know, uh, UCLA to be at Ohio State, going from a head coach to coordinator. And Sean Elliott, Georgia State's on the third day of spring practice, and he dips out to take the tight ends coach at South Carolina. I mean, and I talked about this. I think it's a great hiring. I'm not knocking Sean. I'm not knocking Beamer. I think it's a great hiring, but, man. You talk just, about a, a t- and now they're putting spring practice on Paul's because, you know, they don't have a head coach. Like that, that stuff like that is why, you know, I don't love the way college football is necessarily yeah. like the wild, wild west of the portal. And I, but that's why it'll never go anywhere because as long as coaches can just up and leave, mm-hmm. I'd sit here and justify that a college athlete should not be able
2: to up and leave and better their own situation when
0: coaches are doing the same
2: thing. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, First of all, if you're South Carolina, phenomenal hire. All right, love the guy. Such what he's been doing at Georgia State. He's going to bring a certain amount of toughness to the South Carolina football team. But if you're a player, and I see this, buddy, I can pack it up whenever I want to. All right, and it almost makes it impossible to coach. Like it really does. Like you have to coach kids. I couldn't. I don't know if I could do it if I was still in the game right now. You have to coach kids so differently now. I'd be afraid to get on a kid's ass. Because if he could just walk in, just flip me the bird, go grab my pads, grab my stuff. There's probably three coaches calling him anyways. Look, every girl, like it's almost like that hot girl, right? It's, it's that hot girl that always has five to six guys in her phone, right? That at any point can go away and live that life. So you have to tiptoe on what you say and what you do. But it's just a fine mix because when a coach does this, first of all, it's just it just doesn't feel right, right? It's just watch your mom kiss another guy. It just doesn't feel right. And if you're a player, right, and I see this, I can go whenever I want to. Hell, I don't care if it's during the season. I don't care if it's the second quarter of a football game. All right, if I don't like what I'm seeing, I'm out, and that's what it's going to come to.
0: Blaine, nine-game conference schedule is on the way for the Mm -hmm. SEC. Texas AD, I think, spilled the beans a little bit when talking about uh, the new era beginning in the Southeastern Conference. Your thoughts on a nine-game conference schedule uh, I personally love it. I think you know, I think back to 2020 when we just had ten straight SEC games and I mean, yeah, I was electric start to finish. I get some of the downside. It's only gonna get tougher, but your thoughts, love or hate going from an eight to nine game conference schedule.
2: I love it. I want to see everybody play everybody in this conference. I don't want to see you play McNeese State. I don't want to see you play North Norfolk Tech, Michigan Tech, the School of the Death and Blind. I want everybody to see everybody on their field. And on the opposite field, man, I can't wait. It is time. It's SEC football. Look, it's a grind anyways. All right, it is. If anything, this is most about is probably player safety because uh, the collisions week in, week out with the matchups. One thing I'm most excited about is just the new rivalries that are going to come from this. The hate. There's just something right. you remember like Texas and LSU back when they played in that bowl game, just the natural hate that's there. So I'm completely down with it 100%. I don't want to see Alabama play three scrubs every year. <laughs> how do you feel about the hype that
0: Auburn is inevitably going to catch this off season? I, I think they're going to be one of those teams that we look at as, and I know there's, there's the doubters out there, mm-hmm. but you know, you look at the, basically the entire coaching staff is just completely revamped, but Hugh freeze is back in the controls. He's calling the plays. Auburn's over under win total six and a half. I love the over. I think Auburn's going to be hyped up. Does that make you nervous at all going into year two? Or are you buying the hype that Auburn could be say an eight
2: or nine win team this year? Whenever you say the two words Auburn football, I'm going to get nervous already. <laughs> regardless, um, I think what he's doing, recruiting wise, um, what he's bringing in, the coaching changes he's made, I've liked. The one thing I will always go back to, and I've caught a lot of hell for this, but it keeps showing up on the field: who's playing quarterback for Auburn? All right, if Peyton Thorne is playing quarterback for Auburn, your ceiling is so high; is only so high. You can bring in Marvin Harrison, AJ Green, Calvin Johnson. That's fine, but you still need a guy to throw them the football. And as long as Payne Thorne's a starting quarterback at Auburn, I don't believe in the hype that much. You might win eight games.
0: Lane, what do you think about the future of college football, right? We we talked about these, these coaches, the coaches movement with uh, mm. Chip Kelly, obviously going from a Power 5 school to a Power 5 OC. I feel like the business of college football, though, has never been better. The sport for – the diehard fan maybe has never been worse because of portal NIL. Is that an accurate way to describe it and your thoughts? Cause again, we're in a position to where we see both the business side and the fandom side thoughts on where college football is and where it's going.
2: I think college football, the only way college football won't be fine. If a meteor hits the earth, that's the only way people won't watch college football. I think, with NIL and the transfer portal that the the water's muddied up a little bit. You're kind of seeing the dark undertones of college football because it's getting brought to light. And I promise you this, all right, as my dad, who was a college football player, if you don't think kids were getting paid back in the day, okay, there's some beach front property in Kansas that I can sell you and you'll love it. All right. It's getting brought to the forefront, which it should be kids deserve to get paid. Look, if you're a college football fan, the, this isn't going to turn you off to not watch it all right you might hate it it, it doesn't feel as as much hometowny you know doesn't feel as pure but look kids getting to get paid and this is the way college football is now you're not going to stop it the ncaa sure as hell not going to stop it there's only one person who can maybe help fix it and that's greg sankey so look keep the death leader in charge all right keep the senator in charge with this dark star and we'll go from there Blaine, how excited are you to watch Nick Saban on game day? Or
0: are you not excited? Because I know there's some mixed reviews, some folks. And and I think I heard you say this, that Auburn fans, you have to hate it because you want Nick Saban to go as far away from college football. Get as away. As away. Right. Go to the lake,
2: Nick. Why do you have a lake house, Nick? He bought an, he bought an island. Why don't he stop here? Why are you on game day, Nick? Get away from me. I can't escape this guy. No matter what I he's retired and we're still talking about him. He's gonna somehow help Bama. He's gonna somehow this is gonna help Bama. He's gonna have undertones on game day. Look, is Nick Saban the best to ever do it? He can be around the game, but do look, get on a Zoom call from your island, Nick. All right. I don't want to see you anywhere around football. As an Auburn fan, get away, please.
0: Blaine, there's never been more pressure on head coaches, I think, than there is now with, again, NIL, their salaries, how much they're making. What do you think, and I know it can go based off a situation, but what do you think is the proper amount of time to give a head coach in today's climate who's taken over a situation to get it rolling? And again, I ask you that question, but I also recognize that the window of time Jeff Levy's going to get in Starkville much different than the window that Kalen DeBoer is going to get. I mean, if they go – if if Bama were to go 8-4 and this year, they may not – he may not come back. Like, it's to that Mm -hmm. level. But if you had to put a number on it, what would you say is by year blank, Mm -hmm. if this era of college football,
2: you know what you have? It's tough because every situation is different. You brought that up. Realistically, three years. I think realistically that third year – with the transfer portal, with NIL, you can make enough shake. Because what Ohio State is doing, spending $13 million, they're going all out. Look, I get it. They're being the Cavs. Let's see how many people we can buy and, and come play good. But three years in general, I think, is enough time to really see. And it kind of goes to, like, Billy Napier. What Billy Napier is walking into, and I said this when Billy Napier got hired, what Dan Mullen left Billy Napier it was trash and garbage. It, it, it was absolutely destroyed inside and out. Billy's about to walk into a schedule this year, that is only going to go downhill from here. So, in Florida fans, I don't think Billy Napier will make it. I do think Jeff Levy, but see, that's the difference, right? So, Jeff Levy at Mississippi State, but he's going to have a guarantee three years unless they don't win a football game. But you walk into an Alabama situation, you lose three games, but They're going to be torches and picket fences outside your front yard. So, I would say three years realistically, but nowadays you'll you'll maybe get two.
0: Is there any way in your mind that Billy Napier makes it back in
2: 2025?
0: No. And the over-unders at five-and-a-half, would you say unders a lot? Under.
2: Under. I don't even have to look and I'm, look. I'm leaning I under. I said this with people who were gassing Florida up yeah. at the beginning of the year last year. All right. Like, I picked them five and seven. I, yeah, I, I, I was like, kind of look, look, yeah. they might win a, the first couple because of what Utah is dealing with and all this. But once they get in that latter half of the schedule, the meat in their schedule is going to go downhill. And the schedule they have coming up this year, there's no off weeks. Yeah. I think they play eight teams with a win total of eight and a half or something crazy like that. Good luck, Billy. They've
0: got Samford, which is a kick-in win. Outside of that, Miami, FSU, and UCF in the non-conference with uh, Jay Jefferson, who and Gus Malzahn, an evil genius who beat them last year, and then the SEC slate. So I I let me ask you this: Uh, Hmm. So we talk Napier, Sam Pittman. Thoughts on – that's one of those tough ones because it's all about winning, but, you know, we talk about fits, and maybe that's overrated, but yeah,
2: there's not much better fit in college football than Sam Pittman in Arkansas. I'd agree, and the thing about it, what gets me is this. As a head coach, you bring a certain specialty, right, to to your team. And what Sam Pittman was supposed to bring to Arkansas is that we are going to kick people's ass up front, all right? We're going to run the ball and kick people's ass up front, and Arkansas – is not even close to doing how Sam Pittman is still the head coach of Arkansas football right now blows my mind after last year, a disaster in every way. So if you're Sam, I don't even know how many games you have to win. It's going to probably be at least nine to keep your job. So Blaine going back to Auburn, we talked about the window
0: to get it going. Would, would you say that? I mean, by the end of next year, 2025 is that year where Hughes got to pop off. And I mean, What's that number for you? Obviously, we know the goal and the expectation, the standard. We've seen it at Auburn, win national championships. Mm -hmm. Nick Saban's not in the picture anymore. Obviously, it's getting tougher with Oklahoma and Texas, but, I mean, Auburn fans don't change the standard. They don't move those goalposts. How long does Hugh have to get it going? What needs to happen this year and then next year, if we say that's the year he's got to pop, are we talking 12 team college ball playoff? Are we talking 9 and 3? No, you better make, what, what does that look like? What is it yeah, look?
2: Like? It's it's a it's a you better make the playoff situation. Look, Auburn fans, look, we're greedy just like anybody else. All right, and we've seen the mountaintop, we've drank from the cup of the championship, and it's beautiful. And once you get a taste of it, buddy, you can't run from it. What's hurts the most as an Auburn fan? I mean, obviously losing to New Mexico State, that sucked. But being this close to beating Georgia, and Alabama in the same year. And as a guy who was on the sidelines for both of those games, it just hurts me to even talk about it. But I do think this, what Hugh is building, you can see, right? You can see the buildings start to come up. The foundation is getting built, but there's certain moves that worry me. All right, I go back to the fourth and 31 against Alabama. Auburn fans, I'm sorry, but I had to bring it up. You have to be almost incompetent for that to happen to you. All right, from the special teams, the backup punt returner being on special teams and giving up a fourth and thirty-one. Look, you're the head coach; that's going to fall on you. So you pre- you you blew in the most pressure situation. That's what scares me. Second is we haven't you haven't brought anybody to challenge uh, Peyton Thorne at quarterback. This wa- a Walker White kid. I mean, he's too young. You want to throw a freshman in the quarterback in the SEC? Good luck, buddy. I mean, we'll see. Unless he's Bo Nix, which I don't think he is. Those two things worry me, but I do think Hugh Freeze is building something special. Um, but at the end of the day, y- you better at least have ten wins or make a or make a playoff after next year, or, or people are going to start chirping.
0: And, and not to harp on it and bring it up again, Blaine, but you mentioned the fourth and thirty-one, and it is like really inconceivable. Thinking about, it. I was watching that live. Obviously, I mean that just. It's inconceivable. It's never in my life, like never,
2: in, like never in my life. And I tried to, like, man, I.
0: What, what was a more unlikely scenario to play out? The kick six or the fourth and
2: thirty-one? I think the fourth and thirty-one. Yeah, I think you got out schemed on the kick six. That's what I think happened. I mean, they put a guy back there. You had nobody with any speed on your field on your field goal team. So you you got out schemed. When it comes to this, this was just idiotic from the beginning as a defense. I've never seen, I've never seen guys, three guys have their back turned, right, with their feet on the goal line when the ball is getting caught. I have never seen that. And that was taught like that. I've never, you put your heels on the goal line, okay, your edges rush outside. All right, don't let them get outside the pocket. If you want to step up and throw it, we'll take that. You should never have your back turned. Ever, and I'm one of those guys. That, like, do you rush three? Do you bring pressure? What? Oh, I mean, different strokes for different folks. But it should never get to if you out jump all of us and catch the ball. That's fine. But first of all, it was one on one coverage in the end zone. What are we doing? Your back's turned. What? What are we doing? That's what scares me the most because I've been there with the headset. When you call a play, and it's the most intense, most pressurized moment in the entire game, and certain guys, a la Kyle Shanahan, blow it. They blow it. And if you have that gene in you, it's hard to get out of it. David Cohn
0: mentioned this in his Get Off My Lawn segment. I think this was today of when we're speaking. Horns down. What's your feeling? Yeah. Horns down. Are you excited to see SEC teams participate
2: in Horns down? First thing, let me let me go ahead and say this to Texas. If you think you're going to get anything out of Greg Sankey, buddy, good luck. All right. Like, good luck. It's tough to get to that man. I promise you that. And I do think it's more of the administration and coaches and player than the fans. Mm-hmm. I don't think the fans really have a problem. Obviously, you're going to have your your couple of fans who get upset about it. But you wanted to seat at the table. All right. You wanted to come play with the big boys. Here's your seat. The last thing you can do, you want to take any advice all right, from a guy who's been in the SEC his whole life, you better not walk in with the weak chin, all right? You walk in the SEC with the weak chin, it's like blood in the water, buddy. They will find you. They will smell you out. It's one of those things, if you ever got arrested, went to jail, you better find the biggest guy you can, all right? And you punch him in the face as hard as you can. That's what the SEC is. So whether that's Georgia, Bama, Missouri, hell, the way they're playing these days, Tennessee, you better come and you better be nice early.
0: Blaine, do you think Mizzou can do it again? Make a 12-team playoff in double-digit games? I I feel like Ole Miss and Mizzou, they were the two that surprised Mm -hmm. last year, but Ole Miss is catching far more of the hype than Missouri, and Mizzou, it seems, is going to be that forgotten team again. Do you believe in the Tigers, or do you see them being a disappointment?
2: I believe I believe in the Tigers is what they're bringing back. I mean, I think Brady Cooks is a hell of a football player. If you watch this guy play in and play out what he does for that Missouri offense, I think Drinkowitz from an offensive playing call stand- standpoint is one of the best to do it if you really look at him schematically and what they do on offense. I mean, you bring back uh, Luther Byrne Jr., who's an absolute animal. He's an NFL receiver walking around on the field. And the one thing about Missouri – that's always low-key and not, not enough people talk about it. Man, they're always good. Their front seven's always good. They always got a couple of guys. I watched a couple of guys in the senior bowl. They had a defensive lineman and a corner there who were both huge, especially the defensive line, just scared the hell of me being next to them. But they always play physical defense and they always show up in big games. So this is perfect for Missouri. If you're Missouri fans, please don't talk about us. Talk about Ole Miss. <laughs> talk about Jackson Dart. Talk about the portal, what they begin, talk about Lane Kiffin, and we'll just be there weekend. Week out, winning football games. I'm on the Missouri hype train now. I think that I think they're gonna make a playoff in the next two years. Lane, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Let's say hypothetically you're building a new
0: college football program, Blaine mm-hmm. Crean University, whatever you want to call it. it. Give me your right now, you're building this program. Who's your pick at head coach OC DC? Who are your picks for these are the best of the best who I want to build my program around for the long haul starting today? Who are those guys?
2: Oh my goodness. Head coach. Probably Sark. I'd probably go Sark as my head coach. Can I take head coaches as D coordinators?
0: That's fine. Yeah. I mean that, that, okay. I give mean, me You uh, saw Kip Kelly go to be a coordinator. So why not? I mean, it's you know, yeah, yeah, give me
2: uh. Um, it's a dream. Give me staff. give me Lane Kiffin, OC. Uh give me Dan Lanning, DC. <laughs> Which just coaches, or you say quarterback too? Well, I mean, you could take quarterback if you want, sure. God, who would that's a who would you? Mm,
0: I'm God. surprised no Kirby in the rotation. I am surprised at that a little bit.
2: I know there's something to, about Dan. He's younger, he's the hype's there, the energy's yeah. there, right? You can't go look, probably Kirby's the right answer. You,
0: you got to think longevity too. Like, you know, you got to, yeah, look, be look, be there for look the next Dan's week.
2: good with the young crowd. Right. All right. He's good with the young crowd. Oregon's on on,
0: on on X, smoking cigars and everything. Yeah,
2: except it's those creepy. one uh, guy I saw him cook some steaks on Twitter. Those things look terrible. There, there
0: is, you know, people think I was talking about toxic Twitter earlier. Steak Twitter. Hold. I will never post a picture mm-hmm. of food on Twitter ever again. I, I did I don't, that one time.
2: Don't just do
0: it. Hey, I made this steak. I'll never do it again.
2: It's do not it. a winning situation.
0: Pardos of steak Twitter, unlike anything else.
2: Yeah. It's a lose lose situation. One, I don't think you should ever post food ever. Okay. I'm, I'm just one of those guys. Like, if you're a female and you want to do it, that's fine but like if you're out if you're out there posting what appetizer you got a red lobster not a, you're so Blaine Crane is not a fan of foodies I'm not a foodie look I'm a big foodie guy like look I love to go eat different types like, I'll take a whole weekend hit a food truck event I'm that guy but I'm not I, I'm not a let me post it on Instagram type of guy' I'm just, I'm just not but if you look ask Lincoln Riley when it comes to brisket the last thing you ever want to do especially on Twitter Instagram maybe right Instagram maybe you can probably take that hit. But if you post it on Twitter, you could just cook it perfectly, right? You could base it perfectly—the butter, the rosemary, the salt and pepper. You finish finish it in the oven. It doesn't matter. They're going to tear you apart in every single way they can. You won't find me. You're a brave man for doing that. I got to admit, that, that was a
0: while ago, and I learned my lesson. And there you uh, go. Thankfully, it wasn't a a mega viral moment, but I learned. Yeah, that yeah, that's a win. Um, Blaine, most heated debate that you can recall on Crane & Company? Was there a day that you left the set, like, fuming? Oh, God.
2: Anytime we talk about... I mean, LeBron, you guys haven't do.
0: gotten, like... You guys haven't let it carry over off set. Well, have the thing about days, is this. Have
2: there been days where you're like, hey, we're not going to speak for the next 24 hours? No, you. no, 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 no. Before, like, there's been a couple of days before the show started. Uh, you know, there's some testosterone rolling around in that room. <laughs> but um, after the show... No, not really. We usually get it all out. But, like, anytime we talk about LeBron or Michael Jordan, I just get get so mad. I get so mad because, look, Cone's good at what he does. Cone can argue. But Jake's on the Michael Jordan train, too. Look, I'm a LeBron guy myself. I think he's a better overall basketball player. Other than that, you know, Jake and David just get up there and agree with each other for an hour and a half, all right? And I'm just sitting there like, y'all suck. Okay, Um, you're wrong. You're wrong. So, look, Jake finds every way to find to disagree with me because I'm his brother, which I get. But no, man, we really haven't gotten to one lately. It's about time. though.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
0: Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty with uh yeah. I don't know, it, 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 the the college football news cycle always seems to find a way to give us something to talk about. I I, I was mm-hmm. gonna ask too again because you, so you're kind of the guy over there that's not the old man yelling at clouds, but you're sort of stoking the yeah. fire. I just have to imagine two SEC guys and a Michigan guy. This past season had to be interesting with the uh, Connor Stallions type of deal. Yeah, that, it, that had to be interesting. I, that's all I'm. Yeah, it, well, I mean, the thing I, I, and, I mean, I, and I and I had Cone on, and I was joking with him about. Hey, how long before the NCAA comes knocking and, and takes the title? He went on like a seven. Oh, He does not play around with it.
2: <laughs> he does not play around with it. Anytime just, you mention. it's just a see- joke. It's just well, a dude. What we'll happened? Look, I'll be looking at Cone's face as we do Collins on the show, and during this whole like Allegation thing, right when anybody, you Cone could have the biggest smile on his face, right when anybody would bring up Connor Sounds in Michigan, you see that he just turned straight to a super villain. He gets so mad, and the thing about me, like I'm on the side of. Like, look, dude, everyone tries. Everybody, look. I've, I don't even know if I can say but I've stole signs before myself. Like, guys, everybody does it. High school, college, like, it's on tape. You can see it. If you're – it's your job as a coach to know if your signs are, are – I've gotten stolen. All right, and you usually know it by the second drive. All right, so you always have different signs, but, like, the Michigan thing really didn't – I really wasn't that upset about it, to be honest. Michigan was just a damn good football team. Like, look, look, you're about to see when the NFL draft comes out how good Michigan was. There's a reason they went undefeated, and there's a reason they beat the teams. Who they beat, doesn't matter the signs, it's because they're humongous.
0: Blaine Crane of Crane & Company. Blaine, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Y'all are some of the best in the business. Y'all do a great job, and I'm glad that, again, we saved the best for last, man. Now we have all three of the amigos. This was a blast, man. Let's do it again soon, for sure. Appreciate you having on, man. Keep balling out.